How exactly do you check every shipping container coming into the United States for radioactive material? It seemed like a good idea, but one nearly impossible to carry out. My next guest helped in a big way to solve that problem. Dr. Letitia Pibida is a physicist at the National Institute of Standards and Technology and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program, and she joins me now. Dr. Pibida, good to have you on. Hi, how are you? All right. First of all, what was missing in the nation's ability to be able to monitor containers for nuclear fissionable material? Well, after the attack of 9-11, it was a great concern that there was a potential vulnerability for radiological and nuclear threats. So um, it was realized that there was a need to have standards and instruments that were able to detect the potential threats coming into our country. And these instruments and standards did not exist then, correct? No, they did not. Uh, there were uh, instruments that were used for laboratory, uh, but uh, it was very different to what it was needed in the field. So we developed standards in order to meet these requirements, and based on the development of these standards, uh, new equipment were developed by manufacturers that were lately and later um, deployed at the different borders. And how did you go about developing standards, and what are the elements that go into a standard like this? Well, mainly you need to have experts, and you also need to have uh, users in order to be able to um, have a, a document or specifications for the instruments that meet both the user requirements and um, are um, realistic based on the status of current technology. Well, let's say a, something contains something radioactive and it gets through the metal container. Is it a certain amount of wrenchins that come out that you have to measure, or what is it you are actually measuring here? Oh, okay. So what happens is what we are trying to detect here is to detect is radioactive sources. So this type of sources meet gamma rays or neutrons or other type of radiation. So these radiation portal monitors are trying to detect these uh, different types of radiation coming out of these sources. And the problem is that uh, in nature, we have a lot of things that are um, radioactive or emit some type of radiation. And for example, tiles, fertilizer, granite, sand are commercial commodities that can emit radiation and are part of our background. So the important thing is to try to detect uh, potential threat materials inside this uh, norm or this type of commodities that also emit radiation. And in addition, people undergo treatments and diagnostic procedures or medical treatments using radioactive materials, and they can also be detected by these instruments. So uh, the challenge here is to detect the bad sources out of this background and these radionuclides that are used in medical applications that go all around the U.S. and also overseas. So it sounds like the challenge then is detecting the differential between background or normal medical types of things and what would actually be dangerous that's emanating out of yes. some container. Yes, that's right. So an ordinary Geiger counter wouldn't be much help because it doesn't give you the relative reading. That's true. It doesn't. Uh, only, it only gives you like a, a gross number of counts based on the amount of radiation you have, but it's not a. It's not able to tell you what it is or sure. what radionuclides are present in that particular source. So it just tells you overall how much is there. So different sources have different mixtures of, say, neutrons or gamma rays or whatever else they admit. Yes. 
what happens is, for example, there are different types of radionuclides, so different types of uh, materials that, uh, depending on what they are, are the emission that they have. So these instruments are smart. <laughs> that allows you to tell you, based on that difference, what it is that is present. It's almost like a mass spectrometer, only for radiation. Yes, and it's called a gamma-ray spectrometer. So you just do spectrometry with gamma rays. Maybe I should join NIST. We're speaking with Dr. Leticia Pabita. She's a physicist at NIST and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals Program. And who did you bring together? How did the standards get established? It wasn't just the government doing it. No, no, we have um, lots of manufacturers and users in like first responders from different uh, states. We also have different government agencies, and we got together uh, in a big meeting uh, to kick off all these standards development, and we all brought up the needs for each agency and for each uh, organization in order to develop these standards. And are these published standards such as might be published by the IEEE or the other standards bodies with numbers and something in official reference? Yes, yes. These standards, we develop them through ANSI and are published by the IEEE. And we also develop uh, similar international standards that are published by the IEC. Got it. And so what is the result of all this? Are there new machines out and where are they? Yes, they are based on all these standards new models of different instruments were built and manufacturers tried to meet the user requirements. And these instruments uh, are from big portal monitors that are placed in ports and border crossings and in many um, locations throughout the U.S. And also up to very small uh, radiation detectors like a size, a pager size type detector that people can carry or um, and they are sometimes deployed like in major events, like uh, the U.S. Open or the 4th of July. <laughs> so different um, organizations like different um, police departments uh, have these type of instruments, too, that uh, allows to screen people. So there are large ones that can scan large areas and small ones that can scan individual boxes or people or dogs or whatever it might be? Yes. Yes, and then you can move around because the big ones are like are installed, but the smaller ones like pager size or backpack size or handheld size, you can move them around. And they're also vehicle size that you can uh, put inside a vehicle and drive through um, different uh, areas to make faster scans. So, uh, so some are more mobile, so it allows you to like uh, scan big crowds. So it depends what you need to do with uh, the type of instrument that you will be deploying. And are the standards development work, does it still continue? Yes, because as it happens with everything, with all technologies, the user's needs and the technology evolves. So the standards need to evolve with that. So um, we're constantly revising the standards to ensure that well, we meet all the needs and that we address all the changes that come uh, in, with the technology evolution. So, uh, so yes, so the standards also are a living thing <laughs> Sure. that change with time. Dr. Letitia Pabita is a physicist at the National Institute of Standards and Technology and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. 
As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 